today I want to talk to you about something I will be doing on positive engagement. My podcast. Over the coming weeks I will be talking with a number of my close friends, colleagues, business colleagues, family and students and sharing thoughts and ideas with them individually. Through their permission, I'll be putting these discussions, debates, onto my podcast. As this is a podcast that covers positive engagement, we're going to be covering things that are positive, obviously. So we're not going to get into negative discussions at all. We're going to avoid that. The objective of this podcast with positive engagement is obviously to enhance listening in English from around the world. And that's the overall objective we're applying here. The first of these particular podcasts on discussion will be with my younger sister who lives in Northamptonshire which is approximately 90-95 miles from where I am living in Derbyshire. We're from Northamptonshire actually. Um, I was born in Northamptonshire and my elder sister was born in Northamptonshire. But my younger sister, who, who you'll be hearing in the next podcast, was actually born in Northern Ireland in uh, Lurgan in Northern Ireland and uh, although I don't think she's been back there we'll ask her that question in the in the discussions we have in the next few days. What I want to talk about today is something I was discussing with a friend of mine who's in South Korea. He's in Seoul He is a qualified landscape gardener. Not just in in gardening, but in agriculture. And also in in, um, design. He qualified here in the UK. He's, He's from Seoul, actually, in Korea. He qualified here in the UK and has been working with the uh, Seoul government as part of the team. Well, he heads it up actually in Seoul, um, running their parks and gardens affairs. He has come up with a with a scheme of bringing agriculture to the city of Seoul. He calls it Rurbanite. Rurbanite, a new word, but Rurbanite is covering the rural situation, the urban situation and people. And the whole objective of this scheme that's developing very well in Seoul is people 
being encouraged in the small amount of space they have available in the urban surroundings, in their apartments, to grow food and establish a good network of food. He's come up with designs in how to do this, how to do this against walls, how to do this against the side of buildings, how to do this on rooftops, how to do this in open space round buildings, etc. And how to do this in window boxes, how to do this on window sills, and even how to do this inside the house, inside the property. Um, a series of designs of, of, of attractive stack units that go up against wall, which grow variety of vegetables in uh, we're talking about every possible type of vegetable from salads herbs and herbs of various types as well uh, root vegetables and uh, virtually everything he's talking about developing a scheme for people who can then even trade their 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 products with each other to enhance the environment. And when you think about it, in the UK, we have our products coming from, when you go into a supermarket in Sainsbury's or Tesco, your products are coming in from all parts of the world, really. A lot from Europe, I know, but also from Africa, from South America, from South Africa, everywhere. Some of which obviously can't be grown here. They have to come in from these warmer climates. But there are many that are coming in from other parts of the world which could be grown here. And there is obviously carbon costs that make it not very eco-friendly when you are shipping berries in from South America or or South Africa, or from Spain for that matter. So the whole objective of fresh growing, and the other point is about these products, because it's not transport, it's also refrigeration costs as well. All this is having an uh, impact on on the, the ecosystem we have in the world. You know, apart from the driving of trucks and ships and planes it's the refrigeration cost the cold chain in getting stuff from from one part of the world to the other so when you're actually buying product in Sainsbury's or in Tesco you actually are buying something that appears fresh it, it tastes like it's just come out the ground that it's just come off the tree but in most cases, it hasn't. It's, it's been on a truck for most of its life so far before it, it well, since it's been picked. Or it's been on a ship and a boat and it's been on a, you know, in a holding refrigerated area. Um, the whole objective of, of my friend's process in Seoul is to get people to grow their produce and share their produce and trade in produce through understanding nature and then making the very best with what they have to make it happen. 
Now, I remember when I was a boy, actually, there wasn't the sort of supermarket advantages that we have today. You had strawberries only when they're in season in this country. You bought your strawberries when they were in season in the summer. So you didn't have strawberries through the year. You couldn't have strawberries in a supermarket in a fresh punnet any time of the year like you can now because we're bringing them in from all over the world. Same goes with new potatoes. New potatoes you could only have at certain times in the year. Now you can have them through the year. Same with certain lettuce. The same with certain tomatoes. And then I can run through lists and lists of seasonal vegetables that you could only have at a certain time in the year here in the UK when I was a boy. And before that, obviously. So the modern world has brought seasonal vegetables, seasonal vegetables, that is, to us throughout the year, whenever we want it. Yes, it's wonderful stuff, but it also has an impact on our ecosystem in the world. It makes it um, costly in terms of, not costly in money, because we have managed to do things in moving vegetables around the world efficiently, but it's in cost to the environment and how that we damage the environment by bringing these products to us in an efficient way, time-wise. So I think it would be a good good idea to, to, to look at the Rubenite plan in Seoul and see how that could work for us in, in, in the UK, how we could enhance and develop our own gardens to become more food-producing for our, for our needs going forward. And I know some of us are doing that. Very few of us, but some of us are doing it. I know my brother-in-law, for example, who who we may get a chance to talk to as well at some stage, is very much into his producing vegetables for for his needs. Um, my father actually used to grow green beans up his wall. He used to drive other people up the wall as well <laughs> sometimes. But I know he grew green beans and he was very proud of his green beans when he was... Uh, when he was um, um, still around, um, I gr- we grow strawberries in our back garden actually. So, but we we tend not to eat them because the birds get to them before we do. So that doesn't work for us at the moment. And apart from that, we have we do have various herbs like mint, parsley, this kind of stuff that we grow as well. But we've talked ongoing about growing things in the garden and making it more practical in terms of producing food that we that we would then not have to buy obviously so anyway that's the story I thought I'd just share with you today something that's happening in Seoul called Rubenite so look out for it and uh, actually perhaps I'll bring him into the conversation on the podcast in the coming months as well So you'll get a chance to hear what he has to say. Okay, that's all I've got to say for now. Talk to you again.
拜。